Thank you for tuning in today. I pray that today's message will empower you to use your voice, help change the way you think, and refresh your spirit. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, you can find them on our app. Today we're sitting down with Pastors Jeannie and Becca Vanderklok to discuss the topic of prayer. They'll show us how and where to start praying, that our prayers are important, and how to get out of our comfort zone in our prayer life. Let's get started with today's message, How to Pray Effectively. Welcome. Here in the United States, we are celebrating Mother's Day. And so we really thought it would be fun to take this opportunity for Jeannie, my mother-in-law, and I to sit down and answer some questions about how we pray for our families, how we pray for our spouses, and what prayer looks like in a believing household. Effective prayer is prayer that affects you first. Yes. And and I found that really strongly with my kids and my husband and my family that when I started to find out, um, I all, it was easy to find stuff to complain about. It was easy to just overflow from my emotions of if my kids were good, oh, I love them so much. And yeah. when they're bad, oh, they're going to turn out terrible. Oh, they're brats. Oh, you know, and we just just go with the flow of whatever circumstances are. And um, so realizing, oh, God has a plan for my children. Yeah. And if I agree with his plan, I open up um, his the heavens, I open up the the chute for the funnel for his power to come down into their lives. And when I think of my prayer kind of being a thing that funnels the the work of God in their lives, it's pretty exciting. That's a great picture. You know, I love a couple of things that you said. So the very first thing that I caught was, you know, we've all cried out and, you know, in different circumstances in our lives. And um, I think that's I think that's something that people can struggle with is they can see it as a formula, like a prayer is only me in this one spot on my knees with the vows and the thighs and all of that. But really prayer, like you said, is just us communicating with the Father and us sharing our heart with Him and listening and letting Him share His heart back with us. And it will bring us to that point where, like you said, like it's a funnel. I love that picture. Because it does. It helps you narrow in on on what's important. And, you know, you alluded in there to the fact that prayer changes us. And um, I so love the legacy that you and Dwayne have created in our family of prayer because I see it directly impact my husband, me, my kids. And I'm remembering a portion of time when Samuel was making a decision and I I really disagreed. And he said, well, pray about it. And I very clearly heard from the Holy Spirit, like, yes, I'm right. This is the direction we need to go. And I shared that with him and he didn't feel the same. And I remember I kind of sat in this like, well, I know I'm right and kind of complained and complained. And I think we were here for, um, for a luncheon or something. And uh, he still hadn't made the right choice. And I went to my house and I called you and I said, can you please just come over and talk with me? Because it was really, you know, chewing me up how much I was complaining and getting irritated with Samuel. And you stopped at the house and you just said to me, well, have you prayed about it? And I really hadn't. I mean, I had prayed that God would reveal it to Samuel, but I hadn't just stopped and prayed for him as a child of God. And I remember when when we prayed, like you sat with me in my kitchen and we prayed about it. And I felt, 
I, I physically felt a shift in me. And I remember when you left, I was like, I'm going to make his favorite cookies. I'm going to make his favorite meal, not as a do it my way, uh-huh. but as a, I love you and I'm going to honor you and I'm going to pray for you. And it changed me. Well, the irony is he came home and he said, Beck, after lunch, you know, something was just tugging at me. And I went, um, I went to a couple different people and I stood before the Lord and I really think we're supposed to do what you felt called to. And I thought, but I needed, I needed to be changed. Uh And that prayer that so often we can put on changing our spouse or changing our kids, really, if we have an open heart about it, it will change us, you know, and maybe the other will change and maybe it won't. And maybe it's just a work that God needs to do in us. And, and so, um, That's yeah, good. I love that. That's I good. Love that. I like that. First John five, um, 14, this is the confidence which we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we've asked him. Yeah. And yeah, that was a key. That is a key verse that, um, you, and I need to have memorized and taped on our, on our front of our Bible and the uh, front of our refrigerator and around every place that we can see until we can get it in our hearts that, um, that we want to pray effectively. It's going to be praying with confidence that we're in line with what God wants. Um, I, I I don't think God has anything. Uh, against us just pouring out our hearts and feelings and and having share time with him but um but the effective powerful uh prayer that he moves through yeah. is when what he wants done he finds someone on earth in our family agreeing with what he yeah. wants so like instead of being upset at our family and everybody's um, decisions that they're making, our husband, our children, to agree with God. Uh, it's like, this is what you want. This isn't just me. Right. This isn't just me uh, right. trying to make them be what I think God wants them to be. But Lord, Lord this is what you want. Yeah. So I don't, we yeah. got to get to our questions. But one of the things I found, like I went to Second Timothy and I'm looking in there and I I think it was, I pulled it out. Well, I won't go through which script verses, but I pulled out from Second Timothy. It just inspired me. I'm like, okay, so I can pray that our children will know the scriptures, which are able to make them wise through faith in Christ. And I pray they'll receive the word of God in all its profit for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in God's ways. And if if you've read Second Timothy, you know those verses are in there. And I just pulled that out of, yeah. this is what God's will is for them. So I pray they'll be complete and yes. thoroughly equipped for every good work. I pray that each of them will be delivered out of persecution and affliction and continue in godliness, yeah. be empowered by God's grace to follow the doctrine, the manner of life, the purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, and perseverance of Christ. And I know I get I get pretty excited and I can get carried away because the Word of God is so exciting yeah. and it's so thorough and it hits so it hits every angle and every need in their lives. And um, well, as and moms, think, this is important. Yes. It's like this this gives our kids hope. Yeah. Um, when we see that this is what God wants for our, 
it's what we tend to expect from yes. them. And um, and if they don't measure up, it's like no big deal because God's at work in them, right. both to will and to work for his good pleasure. He's not done yet. God's not finished with me yet. No. And and then just that spirit of um, appreciation and yeah. value and acceptance in where they are in their growth gives them hope mm-hmm. and, and a, a peaceful atmosphere to keep on growing. And I think one of the things, you know, when I was first married, um, I, I had not been raised in an environment where I was taught the power of my words. I hadn't been raised in an environment where um, we prayed through the scriptures. And one of the things I really learned from you was doing exactly what you just did, which is praying through the scriptures. And I think when we don't know where to start, that can be so effective because we know we're in line with God's will and his word when we do that. And one of the things that that you did that was so helpful for me personally, for my spouse, um, for my kids is, you know, I think we will have these available for, for all of you as well. But she wrote out scriptures with blanks in them. So we can pray specifically for our spouses, for our kids, standing in full authority on what the word says. And I'm going to read just one of these and I'm actually going to put Jeannie's name in it. Okay. But it says, this is from Zephaniah 317. I thank you, Lord, that you are with Jeannie. You are mighty to save. You take great delight in her and you quiet Jeannie with your love and rejoice over her with singing. And when we have the ability to say, I don't know where to start in prayer, but I want to honor God with how I pray. I want to pray in line with the word, going through the Bible and and seeing the promises that he gives, seeing how he speaks to us is, is vital in learning how to pray. So one of the things that I actually do that proved effective for me when I had not had a lot of the word in my heart yet was to read through the word and have highlighters. So yes, get a Bible that you're comfortable highlighting, that you're comfortable writing in. And what I did is I would start going through the word. And when something came up that had to do with kids, I would highlight that blue. When something came up, um, so take for instance, this is a blue highlight, um, highlighted portion. <laughs> From Psalm 89, young and old will hear of your faithfulness. Your unfailing love will last forever. Your faithfulness is as enduring as the heavens. I put that in there for kids because his faithfulness is going to last forever. It's going to last for my children. Then I did things on anger, something that I was struggling with at the time. I did pink for relationships. I did green for finances. And I started realizing how God is speaking to us and how we can prayer, pray for for the things in our lives that are important to us um, in line with the word. So um, that's just one other tool as well. That's awesome. I We had a few questions that we may never get to. Right. Well, I think we're kind of even answering them okay. in, in our conversation. Yeah. How can I teach my children to pray, though? What's What would you say with how can I teach my children to pray? Um, you lead them. I, that's the big deal is... is um, you lead them that it's important to you. It's not like, everybody sit down, quick, just eat, just get going, just eat. I want to get it over with. I got to get out of here. Or when you sit down and, okay, who's got something to be thankful for? And yeah. let's give thanks. And you make the time. You take the time to um, to pray. Yeah. Uh, and then 
they see you praying in the car and when they go to school and with the word, uh, you enjoy praying for needs when, and ask them what they need, what their kids need. Um, I mean, their, their school friends need their classmates and, and, and friends. And when, uh, they might say, well, I don't know how to pray, but she hurt, got hurt. And then you lead them in, in praying. It's really huge that you are just the doer of it and influence them that way. So I guess um, just taking a tangent off of that, when it comes to, that's when it comes to our kids, but with our spouse, is it, is it different with our husbands? Is, is it different in um, maybe they don't pray or maybe they haven't led in that way? Would you give the same wisdom? Um, I'm, I don't boss my husband. I don't know that there is a husband that likes to be told what to do or be treated like you're their mother Yeah, and, and that they need trained or taught. Um, I write out scriptures and I'll put them, uh, or, or prayers or the pr- prayers for the kids yeah. and I'll put them on the mirror or on the refrigerator. I'll put them here and there. And, um, and I just know that that affects, you know, that he'll pick up on those too. Um, I, I think the best way, the word says, taste and see that God is good. And if there's, there, everything about God is so, so good and awesome. So uh, any influence we want to do in our family should be through um, helping them taste and see that God is good. And um, so with your husband too, just let him let him catch the passion, yeah. um, what you're excited about, what you love to do, what's, what he's, you know, if, if he's not prayed very much before, if he sees the answers to your prayers taking place, um, then, then it catches him. I know we, we had some hard, difficult situations where, um, uh, a little baby was n- not breathing right. And, um, we got the, notice that she needed prayer. She was going to die and, and, um, they couldn't get her to any doctor. And so we set off just a real good, all the praying faith friends and got them to praying for this baby and, and asking God, how, how do we pray? And we were just speaking life to that baby. That baby is going to live. That baby is going to be a miracle and a sign and wonder and leading people to God. And, and as the Holy Spirit led us all to pray, um, we got news, the baby died. And I was like, well, Lord, if that's, I, you know, there's no, I know the baby didn't, um, go to hell. There was nothing, but this was, was, a um, it just didn't set right. Like not quite done. I don't think it's done. And so at the same time where we're not gonna, um, tell God what to do, but we're like, your word says that we can speak life and, and raise the dead. And we just keep speaking life to that baby. Um, God, until it's, it's not over till it's over kind of thing. And, and, um, the baby after now, I can't remember how maybe if it was 12 hours or whatever, it was a long time. Um, anyway, she started breathing and came Mm. back to life and, and, just God protected her. Well, yeah. just this example and is something that 
um, if you can't get your husband to pray with you, if he's too busy or, or uh, is not in agreement with your faith, there's others that yeah. can pray and agree. And the power of prayer in agreement is awesome. And um, that little girl, so many miracles happened in her life and, and um, they actually named her miracle. So mm -hmm. that, but it just is so exciting that uh, your kids can, taste and yeah. see like, wow, that was good. Oh. And then they'll see other situations like, oh yeah, I can pray. I'll pray. And it's so beautiful because I feel like, you know, not only is that testimony, the testimony of the mother, not only is it the testimony of baby miracle, but when we invite other people into praying with us for things that it can feel very vulnerable to ask for prayer. But when we invite others into that, it actually becomes part of their testimony as well. Because here yeah. you are sitting at this table sharing this, and this is now a part of your testimony because people opened up the possibility of prayer when it seemed impossible to you. You know, and I and I love that prayer does that as well. It builds our testimony and we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. Um, and that can be collective. It's a we, you That's know? good. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that uh, to know that you don't have to know how to pray exactly yeah. right. Oh. I've had so many times where I've like, I'm not sure exactly how to pray, but will you join me and pray for this? And then that other person will just have the right, yeah. just hit the nail on the head and the way they word it. And so I'll copy that down. Like, yeah, that's right. I'll agree yeah. with that. And then, then, um, this, that's the way the Holy Spirit seems to work. And, and then the, it's like a light goes on and it gets brighter and brighter. And the more people that are agreeing, the brighter the light shines. And, yeah. um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Can praying for my children protect them from harm? Oh yeah. It's, it's not my prayer that protects them. It's not like an amulet that you wear that, that, um, you know, if I have said these certain words, it's not a formula. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But um, it's, again, it's that funnel where you put them under God's yeah. care and your faith. You move mountains with your prayer that would trip them up or crush them or, yeah, yeah you definitely Prayer is effective and makes a huge difference, mm -hmm. um, huge difference. And you think, well, this happened. Wasn't I praying? And, and well, you don't know what all could have happened or would have happened had you not even been uh, praying. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think, you know, even um, for me, you know, it has, I remember when Molly was 12 weeks old, it was actually on Mother's Day and she fell and my mind was just going everywhere. And I, and I was like, you know what? I just felt I need to pray in the spirit. And I did. And it, and it brought this peace and it brought this, it wasn't manipulating God. That is, that's not the purpose of prayer. That's, right. um, that's not how we go into prayer. We go into it recognizing like my kids, when my kids have an issue, they run to the house screaming mom. They run to the house screaming, mom, because even if I can't solve everything for them, or even if I don't do it exactly the way they want, I am a source of comfort. And the word says that God is the source of all comfort. And, and I love that in that moment, you know, Molly was supernaturally healed, but again, God did such a work in me crying out to him. And there's so much beauty in that. And, um, it, yeah, it's, 
It, and it really makes us more tender to the Lord. I'm trying to think where the verse was that I read that God takes it to heart, um, the what hurts you and and cries with you and 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 um, and yet He sees beyond the temporary and what we see. And so to be able to trust and rejoice and say, God, this, this didn't turn out at all. Like I want, like I prayed, like I asked, like I thought that you wanted, but I thank you that, um, the devil can't snatch my little ones out of your hand and I can stand fast and keep believing and my prayers will keep on working. Even if I die and go to heaven, my prayers are still going to be working mm-hmm. in effect for my descendants. I'm, I just believe that. I love that right there. You even said the even if portion, because I often call that even for me, that even if faith, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faith, where they're thrown in the fire. And they said, that's fine. You can throw us in the fire and our God can save us. But even if he doesn't, we will bow to no one else. And, and I love that because we can still hang on to faith. We can call out to God, but we can say, even if he doesn't do it exactly my way, even if I will serve no one else. And that comes yeah. back to the taste and see portion, because if we are in the word, um, faith comes by hearing, not by heard. Faith comes by hearing. It comes by immersing ourselves in in the Word of God. And so if we're in the Word of God, then even when those things happen, we can stand on who God is and His promises to us because He's revealed Himself to us. And and so this is how we taste and see. Prayer is how we taste and see. I think if somebody got in a car and they had a tire that blew out, went flat, they wouldn't get out of the car and say, I'm never going to drive a car again. Right. And because that didn't that tire did not work right and um and and really in life too you know when when a prayer doesn't when a prayer goes flat you have a flat tire um it's like okay i i'll just put on a new prayer i'm going to keep on going i'm going to keep on i'm not going to throw away the faith and all of the blessings and promises of god because of one that didn't work the way i thought it would and i don't understand um, yeah, never throw away the truth for of and and the goodness of God and what you believe and the hand of God moving in your life. Don't throw that away because of somebody else's experience or a past experience or a failure in your own um, prayer life, you know, right. what you thought, because um, you just keep building. I love the scripture in Psalm 34, is it 37? Um yeah, 37. It says, feed on the Lord. Oh, here it is. Dwell, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Yeah. So don't feed on your failures. Don't feed on somebody else's, oh, but they're not doing this or they didn't do that. Or, um, you know, don't, don't feed on that. Feed on his faithfulness. It's so easy sometimes to blame somebody else for your prayers not getting answered right. or for things that go wrong in your family or your kids. And let's not blame anybody else. Let's just go to God and, and watch God yeah. change things in our family and move um, in a way that that brings health and life and wholeness to our family. Um I don't know what another question. I don't see the other question there, but I want to just really encourage 
um, moms to have fun making a difference. Uh, that prayer isn't all, it's not, uh, and being a mom isn't all like being worried about our kids and having to just in case them, oh, did I say the right thing? Did I, did I pray the right thing? But um, a lots of worship and joy of God. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just thank you for your will being done in my kids, in my husband's, um, and uh, mold us, make us, change us, correct us, direct us. You know, if mom is open to be corrected and to be taught yeah. and, and to learn and, and hungry to learn, and um, then it'll, it'll, it'll spread. Deuteronomy 6 makes it really clear um, here. It says, God directed me to teach you to observe. Mm-hmm. I love that. We teach our kids what to observe. Yeah. We teach them that the eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching over the evil yeah. and the good. I, I think two for, for my little kids, this was the two that I thought was most important that they learn right away was that nothing is hidden. They can't hide anything from God. Um, he sees everything that they do. Um, because as a mom, I really don't have eyes in the back of my head. I have a Holy Spirit in my heart, and he, he shows me things. Like he'll show me where, he showed me where Samuel hid his math book because he didn't want to do his schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I had to pray. I found it in the ceiling tiles, you know, those floating ceiling tiles in the basement. He put them up there. I mean, I really had, Lord had to help me with some of the things he did. Um, but, oh, where was I going? But teaching them that the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Even if mom never knows that you told this lie, God does. So, you know, as you teach the word, you speak the word, you read the a proverb of the day, you yeah. get the wisdom in there and, and teach them to observe that so that your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God. And that's the kind of fear of, of wanting him, wanting to know him and, and be with him and has, have his uh, love and hand on, on our lives so that you may enjoy long life, that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in your land. Look at verse four, five. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mom, and with all your soul and with all your strength. And these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. That's what you were saying about, oh, we need the word. We want the word. We, we spent, take the time, even in when you're really super busy, take the time to get before God in the morning and feed up on the, feed the word. You might have to get up earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, You might have to um, grab some snippets of time here and there, but just to get the word of God and understanding. These commandments I give you today are to be on your heart. Impress them on your children. What you, what is important to you, what you value, what, what, um, what impresses you is what's going to impress your children. And, and you impress they're on your heart. You oppress them on your children. You talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames. Um, and, and then he goes on and when blessing is flowing and the kids are being good, things are going well, you're flourishing, your house is filled with all these good things. You're not quite in the struggles that you were before. He says, when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord, 
Fear the Lord your God and serve him only. Don't follow other gods. You know, to not let let things get sidetracked and just because we don't pray just because things are difficult um because there's there's hardship but yeah we keep it up so judges 2 talks about the generation after Joshua had died and it says after Joshua and his entire his his peer group had died it says that a generation grew up who neither knew the Lord nor the things that he had done for Israel and then it says they did evil in the sight of the Lord and as a parent, I think, and as a spouse, it can be easy to understand that. Like, I, I look at that and I think, what? He did miraculous things. And then I think, but he's done miraculous things in my life. But I understand how a generation could be raised up that hadn't heard those things because when your kids are one, two, and three, you think they're too young. I, you know, I, they, mm. they won't understand it or, or they want to pick their noses instead. And then when they're, you know, in those, um, you know, first to fifth grade years, they're hitting each other with shoes and they're, you know, kicking their, they're kicking their feet around in the air. And then you get to teenagers and you, you see some eye rolls or you see some, ah, oh, mom. And it can be easy to understand why those stories didn't get passed down. But it is, it is vitally important that we persist, that we say it is worth it for us to share those stories. So this is coming back to the Deuteronomy. Be careful. You know, we don't want our kids to miss out on the generations of faithfulness. God will be faithful to them in their generation, but when they already have a foundation of what he's done in Jeannie's life, of what he's done in Becca's life, I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, Molly, you fell. And the hospital said, you know, I think the mom is crazy because the baby didn't fall. And I'm like, the baby fell, you know? And this is miraculous, but this is part of our testimony. And I have to be willing, even if there are eye rolls, even if I don't feel like the seed is actually going into good soil, I have to be willing to sow seed after seed after seed because God is faithful to that. And when they've heard story after story after story and they have been immersed in this um, picture of God's faithfulness to us, then when they get older and they go somewhere else and they're squeezed, well, when you're squeezed, what you've been immersed in comes out. What you've soaked and up. What you've soaked up comes out. And so even if even if you get the eye rolls, even if your kid is whacking somebody with a shoe or poking people with a pencil, tell the stories of God's faithfulness. Tell them what he's done in your life. The big, the small, the miraculous, the things he has changed because it is vitally important. And they will be able to carry that with them. And then your grandchildren will be telling your stories of God's faithfulness, building that foundation. That's good. That's really good. Really, really good. To um, And you think, well, I don't have any stories to tell. I'm pretty new Christian. I, I don't. I haven't experienced a lot of prayer, answered prayers and victories. This is not a storybook for little kitties. You know, Noah's Ark, Daniel in the lion's den. They're, they're not fables. They're not a little fantasy, little makeup, make-believe stories that's just in kids' books. And I think sometimes the world and people can feel like, oh, that's just, that's not real. The truth is you've got lots of testimonies right here of God's answering prayer, God moving and miraculous things happening. That same 
thing, how Jesus went about doing good, the Bible says, and healing all who are oppressed of the devil. He went and healed all who came to him for healing. He healed the blind people. So you read those stories to your kids and we read, this is what God did here. Um, here's, here's what happened. He, here's what Jesus said would happen. Um, and here's, oh my goodness. I just, yeah, there's just way too many stories, but we, we read them to our kids and find out this is it. The same God that delivered Daniel in the lion's den. And so when you read that story to them, you can read it out of the Bible. You can read it out of a kid's book, but you better know what the Bible, the Bible version of it is. And, and see, hey, this, this is real. Angels came and stopped and held the lions back. They couldn't eat. They couldn't chew him up. They couldn't do that because God protected him. And then in the morning, the, the king got him out and, and was so upset at the men that had tricked him into um, getting Daniel thrown in there, that he threw those men in there and the lions, the protection was gone and devoured them. And, and so just to taste and see that these are real testimonies and it'll build your faith too. And you'll go out and face your day of like, man, that same God that split the Red Sea and, and, and made a way where there wasn't way before that same God who, um, uh, opened that blind eyes man so that he could see that that same God who went and kept the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego safe in a burning, horribly hot fire, and it didn't even singe their clothes. That is the God who loves you, and that's the God who's blessing the food in your lunch bag and going to yeah. bless you as you go to school and protect you as you... Um, I mean, it's just, it's exciting. This is, we just want to know God more. As we know him more, our kids are going to taste and know him more. And in dealing with the world going crazy uh, now with all kinds of agenda agendas and, and, and really with the agenda of uh, grabbing hold of our children and influencing them and stealing from them every bit of the fear of God and the honor for for um, the word of God and to try to steal them and uh, pervert them and bring curses on their lives. Um, Moms, you are so important. And we just want you to know that you can make a difference and to be encouraged today that um, as you seek the Lord and as you pray and you you, um, take the word of God, well, the word says that you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's not that you need to know every single lie even, but as you immerse yourself in the word you and immerse your kids in the word, they'll see more and more of, of that truth, you know, you know? That's good. Yeah. It, to think, I can't think of every detail of every thought I should put in my kids so that they can make every right decision, but as we get the word of God in their, um, in their hearts, then the Holy Spirit teaches that to them and equips them. And, and trusting that the Holy Spirit is speaking to your child is, is a big deal. Um, you know, often I'll, I'll ask the kids, well, you know, when you pray about it, what, what are you hearing? You know, and usually they'll say, well, I don't feel like I'm hearing anything. So then I'll say, well, let's, let's look at the word of God. Or sometimes they do. They say, well, I heard this. And so then we look at the word of God and say, yeah, it actually, that lines up with them. But helping them um, 
we're not going to be there for every decision in the future. And so helping them grow more and more in tune with their ability to hear from God um, is really important because we will not always be with them, but the Holy Spirit will. And so it's really, that's really vital to trust that God is going to do a work in your kids. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no junior Holy Spirit. Your kids have the ability to have a full indwelling of the Holy Spirit, just like you do. And we can trust that God is good in doing that. I'm really excited about um, what God is doing and wants to do in your life. And um, one of my favorite prayer spots is from Colossians 1. Um, and I just want to pray this for you specifically. Yeah. And you're praying for you. I'm praying that God will fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And I'm praying this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way so that you, mom, might bear fruit in every good work so that you, mom, will grow in the knowledge of God so that you will be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully give thanks to the Father always who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of, in the kingdom of light. God has rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. That's just such an awesome um, declaration of what God's will is for you. And yeah. and if you have never encountered um, or recognized Jesus and what all he's done for you and gave, that he actually wants to take you out of the kingdom of darkness and put you in the kingdom of the Son whom he loves, he wants to to put you in his family where he can watch over you and care for you and and help you and deliver you and anoint you to make a difference in your family. I just want to pray right now um, for you, okay? Um, Lord, we ask that you will take each mother that's hearing these words and you will put in her heart a love of the truth so as to be saved that you will grant her repentance, that she might acknowledge the truth and come to her senses and escape every trap and snare that the devil has ever set for her to take her captive to do his will. We declare freedom. We break the strongholds that have held her in discouragement and despair and hopelessness in the name of Jesus. We break those things off of her right now. And we thank you, God, that as as Jesus stands at the door of her heart and knocks that she has the grace now to say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior, and I will love and serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Jeannie, you are making one of the best decisions of your life. We are so excited for you. Pastor Dwayne wrote a book called Your New Life, and we'd love to send you a free copy. This book is full of steps to help you grow in your relationship with God. Log on right now to walkingbyfaith.tv to get your free copy by mail or digital download. Or you can find it on our app. It's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. 
Walking by Faith is changing lives on and off the air with the help of viewers like you. When you choose to sow into God's kingdom, He will pour out His blessings upon you, just like it says in Malachi 3.10. If you'd like to become a partner with us, we have three easy ways that you can give. One, text WBFGIVE to 1-888-364-GIVE. Two, visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give. Or three, click on the giving icon in our app. We would love to connect with you. When you scan this QR code, you can download our app, send us a prayer request, check out our weekly devotional, and most importantly, stay connected. If you're looking to rewatch today's episode with closed captions, you can now find us on Rumble. We pray that this message will help inspire you to increase your prayer life. We'll see you next time. Until then, be blessed.